Now say this with me. Heavenly Father, your word says, if I lack wisdom, I should ask you in faith without wavering and that you would give it liberally without fault finding. I ask now for that wisdom and I believe that I receive it. And I say with my Lord Jesus that I must be about my father's business. Thank you for giving me your insight into my kingdom success. In Jesus' name, I pray expecting. Amen. I say this with me. I'm a believer of the word of God. I am an epistle of the spirit of God. I am a disciple of my man of God. I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're continuing on with destined to increase. We're calling this kind of a part two of our blessing Sunday. Um, some of you weren't um, in the house and and um, uh, Apostle opened up our blessing Sunday. Uh, so there's some things, though, that I wanted to, to say as well and kind of continue that on. If um, if you were here or not here and you didn't get your sheets uh, in for Blessing Sunday, I think we have some. You can raise your hand and the ushers will pass you out a sheet. Um, and uh, we do have those that were here last week. We did pray, uh, but I wanted to just go through some things today, and if people raise their hands and they wanted to get something in, um, even if they put their name down and just did a couple key things there that they wanted to make sure that they include for the Blessing Sunday, they have a chance to do that. You know, I told them, I said, sometimes um, when I was uh, in college, I got all my homework done ahead of time, but sometimes I was doing it while the lecture was still going on. I'm just saying. And uh, so if you want to get in on some of the things that we got going on for Blessing Sunday, just raise your hand. The ushers will see it. They'll give you that. And then we'll make sure that we collect them and have them in before uh, we pray at the end of service. Amen. All right. So we have, we're talking about destined to increase and t we're going to continue on. Apostle uh, spoke to us last week about the blessing that I am blessed that there's this thing called the blessing. And um, we're going to dig more into this thing called the blessing so that you understand what the blessing is and how important it is for everything that's going on in your life. And uh, you want to make sure that you grasp hold of the, the reality of the thing. When somebody says, I am blessed, I want you to understand what that means, and I want you to know how to put pressure on the blessing to resolve situations in your life. Um, sometimes we, we do a lot of stuff because um, we want to go get it, go get it, go get your blessing, go get it. No, and I'm not, listen. The blessing works best if you have some motion to it, but I don't go to get something that I already have. 
even even under the old covenant, it said these blessings would overtake you. So that my blessings will come get me, come get me, come find me, because I'm the blessed one. You, you follow the difference on it? And so I just want you to have the right mindset. But then when you're in situations and things don't seem to be lining up, I want you to know how to put pressure on the blessing to turn things around. That uh, I don't have to just, you know, like I don't have to just stay with stuff not working if there's a blessing. And I put pressure on this, this thing that's on me can turn this other stuff around. Amen? All right, so we've given you these four objectives for this series on destined to increase. Number one is to encourage you to pray, plan, and prepare for 2018 and to be uh, which you are destined to increase to be the best that God has for you. So I want you to pray for it. I want you to plan for it. And I want you to prepare. Because some people want to um, pray without planning and some people want to plan without praying. So what we're saying is, is that you have a divine partnership with God. And if you had a senior, sovereign, spiritual, supernatural partner, you wouldn't do a business without his input. I'm just saying. Okay. On the other hand, if he gives you his input, you don't sit there and have your senior partner do all of the work if it's a partnership. And so we do that thing together. All right. Number two, to sensitize you to the necessity of spiritual sensitivity and prophetic patterns as the baseline for personal planning. If you believe that it is a year that you're destined to increase, then your goals should include some increase. Okay. You know, as Lady Nedra and I were doing this both in terms of our ministry responsibility and our home responsibility, we made sure that our goals had some things in them that won't work unless we're really destined to increase. We, we wanted to make sure that there was some stuff that we had scheduled, like, you know, somewhere between here and December, the supernatural drops down. And that's where, you know, we didn't want to plan goals that we could figure out how they could all work out on our own. I'm just saying. So, because we, we're expecting that sooner or later that, that God's super is going to overwhelm our natural. And so we plan for it. Right? We, we say we can't, we can't win this if somewhere between now and then something supernatural is going to happen. But I'm expecting the supernatural is going to happen. So I'm going to plan as if it is. And then I'm going to plan on the other side of that. These are the other goals I'm going to get to this year in Jesus' name. Because some people will only plan as far as they can see. Well, that just means you you your only partner. That means you your own God. I'm like, no, no, no. God's going to get in this with me. I don't have all the answers. I don't have to. I got a senior supernatural spiritual partner, and he's going to put his super on my natural. So, hey, it may not, I don't know how all this is going to work out, but I don't have to. I don't have to. That's not my job. I do my job. He does his job. All right? Number three, to, to reemphasize the purpose of prayer and planning, that is the ability to act on time with purpose in line with the will of God in such a way as to maximize your life and kingdom contribution along the destiny path. Now, it's Super Bowl Sunday. You know, it would be bad if, if, if people did all of that stuff in practice and then choke on the big game. But believers do that. Do all of this stuff. We have all of these services. 
And then we get into the game, and then we sit back and go, wah, wah. No. The whole purpose of you doing all of this stuff, the whole purpose of you having all of these plans is so when it's time for you to act in line with God, you know God is talking to me, and so I'm not going to second guess. I'm going to move and obey because when I move at the moment that he's giving me direction, that's when my, I get maximized progress along my destiny path. Amen? And then finally, objective number four, to prepare us to properly respond to key opportunities to increase, all right? Because when I'm destined to increase, God is obligated to set in front of me an opportunity to increase. Time and opportunity happens to everybody. It is what you do with the opportunities that God sets in front of you that determines how fast you move towards destiny. Everyone has what we call destiny-defining moments, those moments in which you must move in line with the will of God or you impede your own progress. And so you want to be the person who takes those moments and maximizes them. I wish they came wrapped in advance. I wish there was like a neon sign pointing to them and saying, this one, if you obey now, everything's going to be good. Because if they did, everybody would obey at that moment. Because if you didn't get it, you know, if you jacked up the whole year long, like, like I always told people, like, I mean, don't, if you want a Christmas gift, don't do something dumb in December. Like, if you're going to jack up, jack up in January after you got it. Just be good for at least one month if you want your Christmas to go good. I wish my destiny-defining moments had a specific date that I could actually look back and know that this was the time that if I did this, everything would go right. It doesn't happen like that. And because of that, in the Word of God, we see people miss their destiny to finding moments because they thought they had all the time in the world. And that's why we're internalizing this early in the year that God has us destined to increase, that there are certain things I'm going to have to do, that I'm going to hear God, I'm going to know God, and when I hear him and know him, I'm going to act. Right? So we're going to prepare for these opportunities and respond to them through internalizing prophetic impressions things God is showing me prophetically about us being destined to increase, the specific connections, that there are people and places and things that I have to connect to. You know, me and my wife and I, we're praying, man. We, we, we're praying. We're laying out stuff, and we're putting it down on paper. I believe that this is a destiny connection. I don't even know why this one's important, but I believe God has me to go to this place and meet this person. I'm looking at connections. I'm looking at characteristics. What are the things when we think as a household about destined for increase, what is the thing that the Lord is impressing us to do, impressing us to be? Now, we could all get to increase, but because your household is different than mine, your increase is going to look different than mine, and God's okay with it. Okay, so there are certain characteristics. I'm expecting that there are certain empowerments. I am expecting, you know, there's stuff I got on. I don't know how we're going to get this done, but I'm just believing. Y'all, I'm trying. I'm, I'm Listen, listen, listen. 
your pastor is, is working to get us on TV. I'm working to get us on radio. We're getting all of this streaming. We're putting all of this stuff together because I'm, I'm intending for there to be some new people. I'm intending for us to have a new level of connection. I'm, in, I'm intending for us to have partners all over the world. Now, how is it going to get done? I don't know. I just expected there's some empowerment going to meet me along my journey this year. That there are certain outcomes, and we wrote those down in advance. I'm calling my shot. I'm not going to get at the end of the year and say, hey, man, I don't even know what it is. No, no, I was expecting that one to happen. I'm calling my shot. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, I'm going to shoot that one. We're going to hit right there. I'm calling my shot. And you should call some too. Right? You should be believing and expecting for God to do certain things, and you should be calling to it and acting on those outcomes related to your destiny. All right? So our scripture, this is our core scripture for our theme, Destiny Increase. There are several on our, our handout um, that we gave you, but this is the, the, the main one is Genesis 1, 26 to 29. And it says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So, God, in this first, in this first verse, he gave us image, likeness, and dominion, right? In my, on my notes, I have those all highlighted and underlined. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. He didn't give them no stuff. Stuff was already made. Stuff was already done. The blessing then was not stuff. The blessing is God laying his hands on them and speaking out of his mouth words over their lives that empowered them to prosper. He laid his hands on them and spoke a word over them, and that word over them put prosperity on them. Okay? And God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, now there's something that you need to see. In this blessing process, I'll talk next week, I'll talk about what I call the law of process. The law of process. I wish I could go from zero to zillions overnight. But when God gave man the blessing, he gave him the law of process. He says, your blessing will not instantaneously take over the planet. I'm going to give you a process where you go from fruit to multiplication, to filling the earth, to subduing it and having dominion. And then he said, to get that ball rolling, I'm going to show you. Not where the fruit is, but where the seed is. Right? We'll deal with that one a little bit more next week. And God says, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed. Seed. 
which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you it shall be for food. All right. So we've given you these eight increased keys for consciousness from Genesis chapter 1. Number one, we said that God is a God of purpose. All right? God is a God of purpose. I've given you um, my definition of purpose is it's the preordained underlying reason prompting origination sent from eternity. Proverbs 19, 21 was a scripture that we gave you in the Amplified. It talks about the fact that many plans are in a man's mind, but it's the Lord's purpose for him that will stand, right? In the Message Bible, it says, we humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. And so purpose there is the preordained underlying reason. That's an acrostic definition. That means the first letters all spell something, right? Preordained underlying reason prompting your origination, why God created you, and it wasn't sent from time. That means you don't decide your purpose. You discover it. You discern it. It comes from God. It doesn't come from you. Your purpose got here before you did it because it was sent from eternity past. Your being here is proof that you have purpose. Okay? And so God sent his purpose because he is a God of purpose, and you have to understand that I'm here on purpose. And, and for me, when I talk about destiny, I'm talking about living out the original reason that God created me or living out my purpose. All right? Number two, God expresses purpose in pictures. The picture of purpose is called vision. God is a God of purpose. God expresses purpose in pictures, all right? Number three, God speaks out the pictures of purpose and creates what he saw in the picture. When the earth was without form, void, darkness was on upon the face of the deep, God didn't say, man, it's dark out here. He said, let there be light. So God, even though there was darkness out there, God had a picture of light in here, and then God spoke out the picture of what he saw in here until what he saw in here became what he saw out there. Now, see, that's an important, that's an important thing because that's how you were too. If you keep talking to your problem, calling your problem the problem, you haven't, you haven't called your light into your situation. You got you to gotta see something on the inside of you that's bigger than what you see on the outside of you until you call what's on the inside of you out to what's on the outside of you. So when you're in a problem, you don't talk to the problem about the problem. You, you, you talk to the problem about your solution. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Based on the picture that you see of it on the inside of you, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. So that's how God operates, and that's how you operate. All right? So God has this picture. He speaks out the picture, and he creates what he saw in the picture. Number four, when God went through creation, he created based on pictures he saw within himself. Let there be, he had a picture of light, and he saw it, and then he spoke it. He had a picture of a firmament, he had a picture of dry land when there was none. 
He had a picture of animals when there weren't any. He had a picture of plants and trees when there weren't any. And then he would speak out the picture that he saw within himself, and he would speak it out, and it became what he saw. Okay? Number five, but when God came to man, he didn't just have a picture within himself. He himself was the picture. Come on, let's make man in our image, after our likeness. Oh, so the picture that God has of me is himself. Ah, the picture of my success from God's perspective is he himself. Oh, God sees me as successful as he is. He sees me as happy as he is. Okay, man, I don't, I don't look like that. No, he sees you through blood-colored glasses. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. All right? This image thing is so, so important. So let's talk about this. When God saw man, he, he saw image. Image is the ability to see yourself within yourself as God sees you and as God is. <sighs> you know, um, I, I was thinking about this this week, and I was thinking about, uh, you know, my Sunday afternoons. Back in the day, um, me and uh, my nephew John and my daughter Ruby, we would, uh, on Sundays, you know, was some of our we time. And it was just us. Uncle saw that my other nephew said I treated him like the favorite. He was just closest to my daughter. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He just kind of, he was right there, so we was able to do some stuff. And so one of these Sundays, um, <laughs> one, of these, <laughs> one of these Sundays, they were young, and we went down to the theater um, that's right across on, on Corona, and we went to see a movie about uh, – Lava Girl and Shark Boy. Lava Girl and Shark Boy. And um, it was a 3D movie. It was a, the kids were the superheroes. And so, you know, I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. And I saw John as we walked out of the theater. He walked out of the theater and he went. Something had happened in him. He saw an image, and it made him think of himself as a superhero, and it changed the way he stood, changed the way he walked. Now, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, people don't think that's a big deal, right? You know what it's, listen, listen. Now, y'all can pray for me. Judge me if you want to. I already got my tickets to Black Panther. You can, you can hate on me if you want to. Pray for me. Judge me. Just pray for your pastor. Anoint me with oil in Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? But when I was a kid, you know what? I was so angry. I said, I said, man, out of all the superheroes, I mean, you know, Africa is full of black folk. Why couldn't Tarzan be black? I'm just saying. I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't hating on nobody. But I'm like, chill, man. I mean, all of the people in Africa, why couldn't they have a black superhero 
You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I wasn't mad at nobody. I wasn't mad at Superman. I wasn't mad at Batman. I just wanted somebody that looked like me to be the hero, not the zero. Why? Because image matters. Image matters. If you think it didn't, then you should, you, you should see how on that last Star Wars, how many people that didn't look like me boycotted because the hero was black. Don't hate. I ain't mad at nobody. I'm just saying. And if you, if you don't believe that part of the reaction that takes us from a President Obama to a President Trump is an issue of image, then you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. If you don't believe that there are some people who didn't like having to salute and call a man that, that has my, my skin tone, Mr. President, and then are all upset because we won't acknowledge this guy, if you don't believe that there is something related to image on that, you're not paying attention. You don't understand the importance of internal pictures. Pictures are so, so important. How you see yourself within yourself has a lot to do with how the blessing will work in your life. If the picture on the inside of you is failure, you cannot succeed. You will snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Because the picture on the inside of you is a picture of failure. Satan always works on the picture on the inside of you. He works on the image. That's why your Bible says you must cast down image nations, imaginations, and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Image is a big, big deal. It's a big deal to God. It was so big that he chose himself to be the picture of your success. I'm going to make man in my image. I'm not going to let some, I'm not going to even just take a picture on the inside of me. I'm going to let me be the picture. And oh, by the way, he predestined us, even in this time, to be conformed into the image of God's dear son, who is the image of the invisible God. So even now, he's intending that he would be the image of your success. I'm very conscious of the things I do. I, I knew we had a great party last weekend. I was setting myself out to be an image of showing a man loving his wife. I knew what I was doing. I ain't playing. I know my responsibility to stand as an image that people can pattern their lives after. I know exactly. There's a certain way I do certain things. It's because I understand my responsibility to create a positive image that others can pattern themselves after. Because others have done it for me. 
Okay. Now, if I can't get past all of that, I know that there's an image in Christ that is for me. Right? So image, I have some acrostic definitions of image. Image is internal meditation actively guiding expectations. Right? You get out of life what you expect, nothing less or nothing more. How I picture myself guides what I expect. If I see myself as a nobody, then I won't expect better. If I see myself as worthy of abuse, I won't expect a good relationship. I'll go past all of the good men and find the dogs. If I have a good relationship, I will jack it up because my meditation of how I see myself guides what I expect for myself. You get that? Not only does the internal meditation guide my expectation, it also, it anonymously governs my experiences. Because I began to think people see me how I see me. You know, I was the children of Israel. They said they went into a land. God tried to give them an, um, tried to give them an image of a land flowing with milk and honey. A land flowing with milk and honey. But they said, we see giants and we see ourselves as grasshoppers. Because they saw themselves as grasshoppers, they couldn't be the giant killers that God had created them to be. Because that image governed their experience. Okay? Can you see your way out of death? Because if you don't see your way out of debt, when you get some more money, you'll think you, it's time for you to go blow. I ain't mad at nobody. I didn't even say give me an extra offering. You should, but I didn't say it. I'm just saying. I didn't say it. I'm just saying. It's how you see yourself. You will waste your extra money. If you see yourself as always being late, you will blow, you will get up early and still wait around until you can just about get there and then you'll speed away. You'll get up early and then you will blow a whole hour just so that you can get there late. Because you see yourself as late. Do you understand what I'm saying? People do stuff, and they don't really recognize it has more to do with how they see things. And then the third one here is internal meditation that, that accelerates gaining expertise. See, if I can see myself being this, like when my siblings called me fumbly fingers, I saw myself playing that piano. I would look at those guys. I saw myself doing that thing. I said, they do. I could see it. It's, it's almost like I could taste it. And, I, and my expertise grew because I saw myself in it. That's why it's more, you know, yeah, I'm taking kids to the movies. Listen, 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 listen. You want to see Black Panther and your parents don't got to come see Pastor David. I got you. I got you. I'm just saying. Why? Because I want to see him. I want to. I want to see him see a movie where we the heroes. That's a big deal. I 
I used to be all upset. Why we got to be the gangbang? I mean, like all of them people in Africa. I mean, like a whole continent flew. I ain't mad at Tarzan. I don't, don't put your gun up. I ain't mad at Tarzan. I'm just saying. All right. So God made us in his image and then his likeness. He said likeness then is the ability to function in the outpost as God functions in headquarters. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God intends for us to function on earth like he functions in heaven. That was his intention for you. That was his intention, right? So that's the thing that you must grasp. When you think about you being destined for increase, it has everything to do with the fact that God made you to increase like he increases. Increase is not something foreign. It's not something strange. You were created for it. Increase is you living from the inside out. I didn't have that in my notes. You might want to write that down. Increase is you living from the inside out. Because when God blessed man, he put a deposit on his inside that would come and affect what was outside. Now, number six, God intended for mankind to have dominion, Rada is the Hebrew word, or leadership authority over the natural and spiritual environment of the planet. So stop blaming God when stuff goes wrong. Somebody ought to do something. You are somebody. You're the person who are intended in your realm of authority to operate like God. You're the person who has the responsibility to push back things on the planet from the devil. Okay? So know who you are. Now, when you're praying and turning things around, it may not move as quickly for you as it moved for God. That's okay. You going someplace? I'm praying over this earth. I'm praying over your houses. I'm praying over your children. I'm praying over your marriages. I'm praying over your businesses. I'm praying over every idea, every thought that you have. I'm praying for your success. How many times do I got to pray before it all turns around? I don't know. But I'm going to keep praying until it does. Because I understand my leadership authority. And that's all I want you to get is that in your area of authority, you are the leadership and you have the authority to turn stuff around. And when you rise up and take your authority, God rises up with you to enforce it. That's what I got people to get, get, get people to realize. God rises up with you when you take your authority. Because he created you for this. All heaven sits and waits for you to do something. That's why Jesus said, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So the binding and loosing don't start from heaven. It starts from you. You have authority. Okay? You just got to know who you are. Number seven, God empowered man's function with the power of the blessing. The blessing. 
The blessing is different from blessings. Blessings are fruit. The, the blessing is the root. It is a word of empowerment that produces the power to, pro, to produce and progress in your life. I have an acrostic definition of blessing. Blessing is benefits, lessons, and experiences of spirit-sustained increase necessary for perpetual multi-generational growth in vision development and fulfillment. Right? Another acrostic for blessing. It's benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. It's lessons. I once was old, but young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaking or a seed begging bread. So it's lessons and experience, right, of spirit-sustained increase, right? It's not just that I'm doing something. That the, it's, it's that the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me is emanating a power that's changing my circumstances around me. I have a spirit-sustained increase. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of law that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It's spirit-sustained increase. And it's necessary for perpetual multi-generational growth. Why? Because the Lord bless you more and more, you and your children. Yeah, so, so I'm sensitive that the blessing that I walk in, that I didn't start it myself, that there were generations in my family that walked in blessing before me, and I get to hitch a ride on that, and I keep it moving in my generation, and then I'm teaching my daughter how to do it so that it can keep going in her generation. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Yeah, that there was generations of blessing before me, but just because they was before me, I'm going to put my own points on the board so that the generations behind me will be blessed because of things that I did. Right? And this growth causes me to develop myself towards the vision and walk in its fulfillment, the things that God has for my life. Somebody say amen if that bless you. All right. So God empowered you and I to function in the blessing. So when we have a blessing Sunday and we lay our hands on this thing, that's huge. It's not, we're not just doing a little something, something. Your dreams, your visions. As a priest, as a representative of heaven, I'm laying my hand on the thing that you have brought and laid before God. You in your house, calling your family together to pray, asking your senior supernatural spiritual sovereign partner to put his super on your natural, to have the spirit Speak in your situation to touch and agree. That's a huge thing. You are saying, I'm inviting you to do something beyond what my eyes have seen and what my ears have heard. I'm asking you to do something that I don't have power to do myself. I'm saying I trust you, God. And I'm going to work with you this year. We're going to have some spirit-sustained increase. Because if it's spirit-sustained, then that means it's not me working on the treadmill, getting it all done myself. Because I'm telling you, that treadmill run out. We used to watch uh, the Jetsons. 
At the end of, at the end of the thing, Jane, stop this crazy thing. He's on the treadmill. The dog is chasing. I'm just saying. There's only so much of that. I don't have only so much time in a week. I only have so much time in a year. There's only so much overtime my body can take. I need some spirit-sustained increase. I need the Holy Ghost to do something to help me win. You understand? Yeah. And then finally, number eight, God's final original gift to man was the power practice principle, seed. Seed is the principle that there's a small thing that has a picture of a big thing inside of it. Seed is more than offerings. What? A pastor say? Yes, yeah, seed is more than offerings. My words are seeds. My relationships are seeds. Right? Seed is the principle that when that small thing is planted and cultivated, it will produce the big thing with other small things inside of them with other big things inside of them. Yeah. Because when I plant my seed, it produces a tree with more apples and more seeds in it. Yeah. So seed is the process that starts me to is, is the beginning of the law of process that moves me towards the increase that God has for me. As a kid, we used to, story called Jack and the Beanstalk. Remember Jack and the Beanstalk? You know that story, Christian? Jack and the Beanstalk? And he came home. His mom gave him some money. He had some special seeds. And she, you took my money and you bought seeds with them? But they were special seeds, weren't they? Yeah. And so these special seeds, when they were planted, they grew way up in the air. Right, Christian? Way up in the air. Right? Sometimes... We're trying to get to increase and then running past the seeds. We're running past the seeds trying to get to our increase. Running past the seeds. Trying to get to our increase. When if I plant the seed, it'll grow up to the point that I can cut down the giant that's been holding back my prosperity and get the goose that's laying the golden eggs in Jesus' name. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Even Christian got all of that. He ain't missed none of that. He know that story. Okay? So I just want you to understand, we'll, we'll stop here today, but there's this law of increase. There's a law of increase. And it starts with you recognizing that there's seed in your hand.